Historical dramas often lead to rediscovering the inherent drama of actual events. Exhibit A, the wildly successful Broadway play Frost Nixon, which recreates the 1977 series of television interviews that matched David Frost, a failing talk show host looking for commercial redemption, with Richard Nixon, a flailing ex-president looking for political redemption. The role of Nixon is played by the estimable Frank Langella, a stage actor who's fun to watch even in mediocre productions, which Frost Nixon is decidedly not. Langella was reluctant at first to take the part, but then dove into it as he told PBS talk show host Charlie Rose. Once I said yes, I flung myself into research the sorts of which I've never done before. I read everything I could read. I, I went and met with every person who'd ever known him or interviewed him or worked for him. I went to his library. I went to his house. And I took as much of him as I could in fact and reality. And then at a certain point, I flung it all away and said it has to be yeah. my Nixon. And it is his Nixon, a cheerfully obtuse, chillingly crafty character who eventually crumbles under the weight of his own insecurities. Langella's performance, which is less imitation than habitation, won him a Tony Award for Best Actor. But go back and look at the real Nixon from those 1977 interviews, and you get a chill of a different sort. No stage performance could ever capture the endless self-pity and essential longing that Richard Nixon displayed in the Frost interviews. In one segment, eyes averted from both Frost and the camera, Nixon speaks of life without work as life without purpose. To me, the unhappiest people of the world are those in the watering places, the international watering places like... Uh, uh, the south coast of France and Newport and Palm Springs and Palm Beach, going to parties every night, playing golf every afternoon, then bridge, drinking too much, talking too much, thinking too little, retired, no purpose. Of course, Nixon did have a purpose, namely rehabilitating himself in the public eye. And if that meant throwing a few people under the bus, well, so be it. Here's Nixon talking about the man who put the K in America, Henry Kissinger, who started second-guessing his Cambodia policy in the wake of the Kent State shootings. He used to always preface it by saying, I must warn you, Mr. President, that the situation that I hear from my colleagues from the colleges and universities is very, very serious. And uh, Cambodia is a... it could have been a mistake. And then I said, Henry... I said, we've done it. I said, remember Lot's wife. Never look back. But all Nixon did was look back, and he finally, perhaps cunningly, confessed his own sins in the Frost interviews, apologizing to the American people for covering up the Watergate break-in. That moment, one character in Frost, Nixon says, revealed Nixon's face, swollen and ravaged by loneliness, self-loathing and defeat, filling every television screen in the country just as Frank Langella's face did in Frost Nixon, projected on a vast bank of TV screens suspended above the stage. Over the course of the play's climactic scene, much of the audience stopped watching the actors and started watching the video of the actors. At that point, history and drama merged, seamlessly and memorably. That's the beauty of theater. It can make you see reality all over again, whether the play actually reflects reality or not.